and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one reconciliatory page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Yoma 87, just a hop, skip and a jump before we conclude Tractate Yoma, we hear a strange story about bickering. Have a listen. Rabbi Yirmiya insulted Rabbi Abba, causing the latter to have a complaint against him. Rabbi Yirmiya went and sat at the threshold of Rabbi Abba's house to beg him for forgiveness. When Rabbi Abba's maid poured out the dirty water from the house, the stream of water landed on Rabbi Yirmiya's head. He said about himself, They have made me into a trash heap as they are pouring dirty water on me. He recited this verse about himself, who lifts up the needy out of the trash heap. Rabbi Abba heard what happened and went out to greet him. Rabbi Abba said to him, Now I must go out to appease you, for this insult, as it is written, go humble yourself and urge your neighbor. This is an amazing story of an ancient fight that I suspect holds a lot of wisdom for us moderns constantly bickering on social media or in real life, always in need of new ways to make amends. And so it gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the podcast one of my favorite rabbis. He's a pulpit rabbi and an educator. Hello to you, Rabbi Shmuel Hain. Hi, Liel. Thank you very much for having me. And I really appreciate you having me for this daf and for this story. So this story is kind of weird. There's a fight, there's dirty water, it's almost like slapsticky, and yet it seems to hold real profundity in it. Tell us what's what's happening here and what can we learn from it? So I think this Gemara has many of the components that make the Talmud a singular work. This particular story, it's a narrative, but it's a legal narrative, a story that engages directly in a fascinating and humorous way with a series of legal rulings that immediately precede it. See, the Mishnah at the end of Tractate Yoma had limited the scope of the Day of Atonement and said that for sins between man and God, Yom Kippur atones, but for Averot ben Adam for interpersonal sins, then Yom Kippur does not atone until one appeases their fellow. That requires reconciliation between the two parties. So the Gemara then, as it so often does, develops this bare concept into a full-fledged legal institution with a litany of legal rulings, four in total. When do you ask for forgiveness? Who should accompany you? What do you do if the offended party doesn't forgive right away? And finally, what do you do if the person who offended has died in the interim? And then the Gemara shifts right away to tell a series of stories four stories in total, symmetry with the legal rulings, and this is the first of them. The stories are arranged thematically. The figures in these stories lived in reverse chronological order, so the stories seem to be conceptually organized. And these stories come along, and they subtly subvert the notion of institutionalizing black and white legal rulings regarding the request for forgiveness. This first narrative I think, beautifully illustrates the limitations of the law in demanding how we request forgiveness. Because you can formulate lots of rules about how to go about asking for forgiveness, but those rules can only come into play when the parties themselves are ready to cross the threshold and engage with each other. 
Think about that beautiful image in the story. Why does Rabbi Yirmiya sit at the door? Why can't he walk through the threshold of Rabbi Abba's house? Maybe he's worried Rabbi Abba will rebuff him. Maybe he's worried his appearance will just renew the hurt. Or maybe he's having second thoughts about whether he should be the one to be asking for forgiveness or Rabbi Abba should be asking him for forgiveness. The story then ends with some slapstick, scatological humor and a reversal. Rabbi Abba eventually comes out of his house to ask Rabbi Yirmiya for forgiveness because the wastewater the housekeeper had poured on him caused him to be humiliated. But the essential question has been raised. How do the two parties cross the threshold of forgiveness to begin a dialogue of reconciliation? And the next few stories in the Gemara engage with those questions. And they suggest possible answers. Rabbi Zera would invite himself into the presence of one who had injured him, greasing the wheels for reconciliation, creating the context and conditions for forgiveness. But the next story shows why you can't legislate that, because Rob demands that a butcher ask for forgiveness on the eve of Yom Kippur, and the butcher ends up dead when he refuses. So the Gemara tells these stories and ends after these series of stories. There's no more legislation. The law seemingly reaches its limits. And these legal narratives, beginning with this beautiful story of Rabbi Yirmi and Rabbi Abba, express the humility of the Talmud, requesting forgiveness, which is part of the complex and delicate fabric of our most interpersonal relationships, ultimately require tact, sound judgment, and self-awareness, and can't be fully legislated. May we all benefit from the wisdom and the humility of this beautiful passage. And thank you so much, Rabbi Hain, for guiding us through it. Thanks, Leo. My pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.